from Liverpool, England. The significance is that the Beatles have held this title for eight years. My model of business is the Beatles. You know, they were four very talented guys. Hello, I'm Jack, and you're listening to the Here, There, and Everywhere podcast, an interview show about the Beatles' influence in the past, present, and future across the universe and across generations. Welcome back to Here, There, and Everywhere. I'm Jack. I have an amazing guest today. His name is Rowdy Gaines. Rowdy is a two-time Olympic swimmer who spent many years at the top of the swimming world as a world record and American record holder. He was the fastest swimmer on the planet in the 1980s, and he won three gold medals in the 1984 Olympics. The sentimental favorite, Rowdy Gaines, is going to win a gold medal. He's got it. Rowdy Gaines has won the 100-meter freestyle, a time of 49.80, a new Olympic record, and you won't see happiness all week to match that. He just won himself a gold medal, Jim. During his career, he broke a total of 14 world records. He's been inducted to the U.S. Olympic Hall of Fame and the International Swimming Hall of Fame, and now works with charitable organizations and is the Vice President of Aquatics at the Central Florida YMCA. He's also known as the Voice of Swimming and has worked with CBS, TNT, and ESPN as a regular announcer for swimming and other events, including the Olympics. Hey, Rowdy, thank you so much for coming on. How are you? Good, Jack. Good to see you. Good to talk to you, my friend. You're so, I was just telling you before we came on, you're so young to be such a great Beatles fan, but I appreciate that so much. Oh, of course. I've been a Beatles fan my whole life, and you know the Beatles are just timeless, and they span across generations. How old were you when you first found out about the Beatles? Were you young? Yeah, I was. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I kind of... You know how it's funny, Jack, because... You're a little young, but I remember when, um, you know, the Space Challenger blew up, you know, when I was a you know younger guy, I was in my 20s. I remember when Ronald Reagan was shot. I have vivid memories of certain pl- things that happened in history. And it's like, I remember it was yesterday. I was seven years old when Yellow Submarine came out. I was just a kid. And uh, it was just something that my parents played on the radio on the way home from school. I was like in first grade and I'll never forget them playing that song. And my mom saying, I love this song. And and from that moment on, I was hooked on the Beatles. I didn't really have much knowledge of the Beatles before that. um, But that song literally hooked me on the Beatles forever and ever. And it was such a simple ch- children's song, too, you know, in a way. I mean, it's not literally a children's song, but in many ways it is. And, and if you think a lot of a lot of the Beatles songs really are children's songs, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, you know, everybody thinks about LSD. But, you know, it's really about Julian coming home and telling, you know, you know, his father about this, you know, this drawing, you know, so you can really right. relate Rocky Raccoon. I mean, there's so many that that you could literally build a children's album up. For me, it was Yellow Submarine. Ah, I see. So the Beatles' children's songs were what hooked you into them. Yeah, they they really did. And, and you know, my mom and dad uh, went out and, uh, you know, bought the White Album. I think it was a couple of years later. Would that come out in, what, 68, I think? And, yeah, 1968. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I remember playing that 
and this is back when we played LPs and we didn't have tapes or cassettes and we, and I played that until the needle wore down, you know, over and over and over again. My parents just thought it was so cool. I think that's awesome. And were you swimming at this point in your life or when did you start getting into that? Yeah, I didn't start swimming until I was 17 years old. I was a junior in high school. So I started later um, in my life swimming wise, but uh, really uh, uh, fell in love with music before that. Not just the Beatles, obviously, more more so than that. But uh, I fell in love with all kinds of music through my parents, through my mom and my dad. Uh, My stepfather was really into music. He had this big speaker. And uh, we used to listen to all kinds of music, but the Beatles were always our favorite to listen to throughout, you know, I don't know, throughout all the different albums they came out. I, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a connoisseur of the Beatles. I don't know every song. Mm -hmm. I just love, I love the group and uh, I, I bought their anthology. So I owned every single song that they ever came out with. And, uh, you know, I listened to them all, the old and the new. So if you had to pick a favorite album, would it be the White Album or uh, which album would you choose? Yeah, I I think the White Album is um, my, my favorite, to tell you the truth, Jack. I, I, I mean, gosh, it's, it's hard to pinpoint because there's so many. I love Rubber Soul, uh, Sgt. Pepper's, I mean... I even like Let It Be, and I know a lot of critics don't like Let It Be, but I love Let It Be, you know, so right. I, there, there really isn't a song or album that I don't really love. I will say I, I, my least favorite, which is still, you know, my beloved Beatles, but my least favorite are the very first albums, because it was a little before my time, even that, that early 60s, you know, uh, sound was a little bit right. before my time, but again, you know, the songs like I saw her standing there, you know, I love it. You know, what's cool, Jack, and I have to get this in, you know, I have, uh, I have Sirius. So I listen to the Beatles channel probably 80% of the time. Right. And, um, you know, they do the fans favorite once a year, you know, they do the top 100 fan songs or whatever. And you, th- you think yeah. about these songs, right? Like, I can't remember the numbers, but, you know, like Get Back was number 68. How can there be 67 songs better than Get Back? I I just, it blows my mind (laughs) that their their collection of diversity and songs that are so popular that you can't even imagine, like, the number 68 song. How can there be, it, it just blows my mind. And I have to get that in because... They have so many great songs. That's why picking an album as your favorite is hard. But the White Album brings back the most memories for me, if you know what I mean. I mean, that's the one that really I can can collect my memories more so from my childhood. Um, I was nine years old when it came out. And uh, and there are so many great songs, obviously. And, you know, it's a chaotic album. You know, I mean, it's Uh freaking all over the place, you know. Um, Oh, Oh, yeah. Right. You know, right. And, and yeah, you know, that, that can kind of throw you for a loop. And some people aren't crazy about the white album because of that, you know, revolution number nine or whatever. I mean, there are some songs on there that are a little crazy, you know, but uh, yeah, for that's sure. what made it so brilliant. Right. Literally they, they were that far ahead of their time. You know, you mentioned that there are, you know, 
so many Beatles songs better than one of their best. And, uh, you know, the Beatles are regarded as one of the best bands of all time, if not the best. And I'm wondering... Oh, they're the best. Dude, come on, they're the best. Oh, yeah, hands down. Yeah. <laughs> Not one of the best. They're the best. Come on, you can't argue totally. that they're the best in history. So I was wondering, coming from someone with with a lot of experience in competitive backgrounds, you know, the Olympics, you set so many world records um, for swimming. What characteristic do you see in the Beatles that gives them that competitive uh, edge when it comes to not only 60s, music but you know they're still competing with contemporaries today right well you know i think you know if, if you're comparing my career to the beatles there is no comparison I, i'm i'm so far down that totem pole it's unbelievable um but i i do think you know they had incredible teamwork you know the lennon mccartney relationship was one that was utter and complete trust for so long and um, I mean, I know they had they had a falling out at the end, but but really their their brilliance was the fact they did it together. And two of my gold medals, Jack, were on relays. So I won three gold medals in the Olympics. One of them was in an individual event, the hundred free, but two of the other gold medals were on relays. So I had to trust the, my teammates unconditionally, and that trust between the four of them, obviously, but also specifically Lennon McCartney was critical, I think, to their success early on and throughout the career, even when they had a falling out. And I had to tell you, there were many times I swam on a relay with guys I didn't particularly like, um, but I knew in order for us to have a, a brilliant race for us to win, we had to come together in the moment. And I think that's what was so special about Lennon and McCartney specifically, that they came together when it counted. Um, and no, nothing was evident more than that. And I know you sent me some um, some um, material to, to, to work on, but the, 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 the greatest documentary in history, Get Back, um, you could see that and get back when they weren't getting along, yet they came together so well. Oh, absolutely. And you know, I'd actually love to hear your thoughts about that movie. Have you seen all of it? Oh, all of it, twice. <laughs> oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I watched all six hours twice or whatever it was. Um, yeah, it, 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 um, I, I know you've probably heard this a million times when you've talked to your guests, but it's literally like you're sitting there with them. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're like you're in the room. It's like a peek behind the curtain. Um, it's like watching, you know, Michelangelo paint a painting, you know? Uh, yeah, it, it, it's like watching Da Vinci paint the uh, the, the the Sistine Chapel. It, it's it, it's literally but being with the the greatest rock group, arguably the greatest artists in history, and 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 you're sitting there with them for six hours. I know there are a lot more hours that Peter Jackson put together, but he 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 allowed us to sit with them for hours and hours and hours. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I thought it was fantastic. I, yeah. Have you ever seen the uh, any of them live by themselves in concert? Yeah, I've seen I've seen most of the documentaries. <laughs> Excuse me, Ron Howard did a great documentary on them um, as well. I forget I forget what it was called. Hard days night. Yeah, eight days a week. Uh, eight days a week. Right, right. That's right. Eight days yeah, a, that was a great one too. 
I love the fact mm-hmm. that they stood up for um, equality and racial justice when they wouldn't perform the concert in Jacksonville unless they allowed blacks into the concert, which was just, again, they, these guys were so far ahead of their time that um, uh, having, um, 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 oh my gosh, my mind went blank um, on, on, on keyboards during Get Back. A Billy Preston. Billy Preston. To have Billy Preston, you know, that yeah that that took a lot of guts in the late 60s right um yeah when there wasn't a lot of racial equality so they they were well ahead of their time in so many different areas of their music um and Mm -hmm. uh yeah i've seen a lot of their concert footage uh, but eight days a week is a great documentary too oh and i just saw the one with uh, paul mccartney and um the producer Oh gosh, what's his name? Where he oh, went Rick over Rubin. all his on. Yeah, Rick Rubin. That's a great one too. Uh, that's yeah. on Hulu, I think. Yeah, that was really good. You know, that, I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, dude, it's it's really good. It 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 goes over some of Paul McCartney songs, but most of it's Beatles. You know, and what mm-hmm. Paul McCartney was thinking about when he was doing. And Rick Rubin's such a great producer, and he was going over uh, what what some of the songs were and what Paul McCartney was thinking. So he kind of got into the mind of Paul McCartney, which was really cool. And Paul McCartney today, which, um, it, it, yeah, you should see that. That's really good. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. I've been meaning to watch it for a while now. Have the Beatles influenced your life in any way? Oh, I would say definitely. Um, you know, this is before your time, obviously, but when the Walkman com- came out, I don't know if you remember the Sony Walkman or people oh, talking oh, yeah. about it. I've, I've seen know, pictures. Did, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Uh, when the Sony Walkman came out, it came out about uh, when I was about 19, 20 years old. Um, I remember rushing to go get Beatles tapes, and I would listen to that music before my race, before my race is. And, oh, wow. Um, so they were hugely influential in, in getting me prepped for my races. But just overall, Jack, I, 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 you know, they broke up when I was 10 years old, right? Or 11, when they break up in 71, 72, right? I was, you know, 11, 10, 11 years old. I mean, and really they, they were kind of split up even before that. I mean, even the White Album was done a lot of it separately, but um so I, their music lived on with me as an influence individually. You know, all four of them individually per, played a big part in, in my musical taste, obviously, but just in their, their legacy, you know, the kind of things that music can inspire inside yourself, you know, to do, to do your very best. And m- most of their music was about peace, especially for John, you know, it was like living a, just a wonderful, carefree, peaceful life, you know, and, uh, and, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's something that you, know, you can, you can kind of live by for sure. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I think we need more of the Beatles music and message right? in the world today. You know, that's the reason why I love Definitely. doing this podcast is to keep that energy spreading. And, if you were 10 when the Beatles broke up, uh, you must have been in your teens or in your 20s when they were in their solo yeah. careers. Did their solo yeah. careers have as much as a, an effect on you as, as they did oh, as a yeah, group? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think I have every Paul McCartney album, but I have most of them, you know. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. 
from Ram on, you know, he was, he was, he was always my favorite because his music shaped me from so many different ways that he was present, meaning, you know, James Bond, you know, he, he goes out and makes live and let die. You know, it's, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And I love James Bond. I'm a big James Bond fan. And, you know, to listen to live and let die brings me back to, you know, the memories of watching Roger Moore as James Bond and, uh, you know, things like that. And, uh, you know, he had such a brilliant and still, you know, to this day has such a brilliant individual career that it's hard not to listen to a lot of his songs and not take, not let it take you back. Um, and those right. songs would take me back to when I was about your age, you know? So, um, so I'd say he was my favorite, but you know, if there's a, one a then john lennon was one b you know i mean it's hard to differentiate between those two i i'm the same way i have most of john lennon's albums uh i, I love what he stood for um my heart was broken when he was assassinated uh and you know talk about the you know what that your memories i remember in detail i even remember what the set was that day in our swim practice I remember what we went wow. and practiced that day when he was assassinated because he was assassinated, you know, during the day, but it wasn't announced till that night. Um, and so the next morning when we came into practice, I remember details of talking to my teammates about it. Um, you know, I cried. Uh, I was 21 years old, 1980, right? Wasn't it 1980? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, wow. Uh, yeah, so John was a big influence. George Harrison might have my favorite Beatles songs of all. You know, While My Guitar really? Gently Weeps, it might be my favorite Beatles song. So George was a mm -hmm. big influence. And then Ringo with Yellow Submarine. So they all impacted my life one way or another from a musical side. And, you know, from an inspiration side. You mentioned George Harrison. I think it's actually his birthday tonight at midnight. Oh, is it really? There, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there was always I a big debate you. about I his birthday. You. Yeah, I follow you on Twitter, so I know you'll you'll tweet about it. Um, oh, and, totally. Uh, yeah, it's coming out. Yeah, yeah I bet. Um, no, George <laughs> was, uh, and that was another tragic situation. I remember when he died. Uh, different circumstances, obviously, but you know, when you lose somebody like that, that mean that has meant so too much to to you, and to know that two of the four are gone, you know, it definitely leaves a void, you know, in your heart. And, yeah. you know, we don't want to make too much of what these guys mean because, you know, really the people that mean the most to you should be that your loved ones, your family, the people that impact your life on a daily basis. But, you know, the Beatles were, they impacted me. I can't deny it, you know, from a, at least from a musical standpoint and from, the songs and my memories of my life. I remember so many details of each and every one of their songs and where I was and what I was doing when it came out. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, and that means a lot, even, you know, even following their personal lives, John's breakup with Yoko and them getting back together and his son's being born. I mean, it's just, you know, you follow their life, even the controversy, you know, when, um, John came out and said they were more popular than Jesus and was really kind of taken out of context and stuff. And, um, and, uh, you, you remember all the details. 
Yeah. You know, like and, even song, it, dude, even songs like from the White Album, Why Don't We Do It in the Road? It was such a dirty song, right? You know, right. I'm like 10 years old and you're thinking, oh my gosh, look at this. Why don't we do it? And, you know, I'm going, oh my gosh, can you imagine? You know, right? You're thinking about these things or, 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 uh, you know, back in the USSR, you know, it was like, oh no, it's a Soviet Union. What are they talking about? Soviets, the evil empire, you know? Um, right. Those kinds, that kind of music was uh, really kind of cool, you know? Even come together, oh, you know, for like, sure. come together, you know, you're, you're thinking all the dirty stuff, you know, I'm like shit, playing it with my friends you <laughs> yeah. know, so, but, and Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, you know, back then, you know, we're thinking it's about LSD. It's not obviously, but that's what you're thinking as a kid. Oh, Lucy, the LSD. Right. You know? <laughs> crazy. And you know, it's crazy that I think they still have that kind of, uh, they're still provocative. Yeah, yeah, yeah among yeah. kids today like i remember when yeah. i was in sixth grade listening to them on youtube not you know yeah. um it was only like uh it's only like 10 years ago i guess a little over yeah. but uh and i i was doing the same thing with my friends too yeah. and it it right, really doesn't right. change i guess yeah. <laughs> same <laughs> songs like from one, yeah from one generation <laughs> to another you know you think and helter yeah. skelter oh no you know, especially when the Manson murders came out, you know, oh, no, Helter Skelter. And, you know, it just every step of the way, they they uh, impacted history in many ways. Um, and, and you can you can ask pretty much any artist. Um, and I would bet you 90 percent of them will say they were influenced by the Beatles one way or another. Mm hmm. Oh, totally. And, you know, you mentioned before that you were listening to the Beatles songs in your headphones before your races. Do you remember which songs you would listen to? Uh, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of it would be music to take me, uh, make me relax a little bit. You know, I love Let It Be, you know, because it's just a, a natural soothing song. So it would relax me. Um, I loved um, 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 Hey Jude because I, I just got into the rhythmic ending of that song where they say, you know, na, 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 like how many times they did it, like 70, 80 different times. You know, it, it's a rhythmic music that kind of gets you into a kind of a rhythm for me. Again, this is taking you way back. But um, and then, you know, the, the revolution, you, you get up for revolution um, where it's just like, you know, the screaming and, and just John's vocals on that were, were just crazy um I, you know i could name song after song that i would listen to um basically what i was listening to jack was the album the beatles greatest hits you know the blue one and the red one i don't know if you've oh, ever yeah. seen those but but they have a blue one with their most recent songs and i think the red one were their earlier songs so i had that on yeah. cassette tape so i would slide that into my walkman and listen to you know the greatest hits you know oh that's uh, cool so, yeah again i'm not professing to be some beatles expert there i mean you're the expert you know i i just profess to knowing a little bit about them a little bit about each one uh and i'm just a huge fan ready what are you up to now have you been involved in anything recently yeah, I still do the broadcast for the Olympics. So, you know, I broadcasted the Olympics right. in Tokyo. Um, and um, 
still do all the broadcasting. I work for a foundation now that um, that raises money for drowning awareness. You know, uh, children drown at an alarming rate, Jack, in our country. And, you know, water was such an influence in my life. It was part of the fabric of who I am today even. And so I, I, I work for an organization called the Pool and Hot Tub Alliance, and we have a philanthropic mission called Step in the Swim. So we raise money. And the money we raise goes directly to lesson providers to help children learn how to swim. So I do a lot of work with them and I work full time for them and, and still travel quite a bit on the road quite a lot and uh, living out in the country. That's awesome. why you're seeing probably so many bugs and funky light. Dude, I live a mile out in the country on a dirt road. So That's this nice. is my best spot to get Internet. And uh, there's bugs like crazy out here now. So anyway, sorry about that. If you see bugs cross my screen. <laughs> Just like Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney lived out in the country for a while, too. He loved it. Yeah, he did. I would like to do he that did. someday, too. Yeah. Well, George Harrison wrote um, Here Comes the Sun, kind of out in his, his castle in the country, you know? That's right. Yeah, it's was, yeah, yeah, it's totally my, my – I hear traffic going by my street all the time. I live in New York, and it's really – it gets to be, uh, uh, it, it creates a desire to go out into the country. So, I'm so proud of you, dude, for <laughs> for loving the Beatles. You know, that's so cool. Your Twitter handle, I love. Oh, thank you. Twitter. And you know, for to be 25, you know, you, you know, there, there's not a, there's not a big appreciation in your generation. I think of the Beatles. And I, I, I know there are some, I, I'm not saying that I'm not lumping the whole generation into that group, but uh, it's cool to see the younger generation. Well, I have four daughters and a couple of them like the Beatles. A couple of them aren't familiar with them. A couple of them like them, but not like you. And so it's really cool to talk to you and, and kind of get a feel for, I love talk, dude, I could talk. It's like swimming. I can talk Beatles <laughs> all day long and never get tired of it. Right. It's just right. like, I, I can literally just sit there and talk about Beatles and, and the stories behind dear prudence, you know, and just, I can talk about the stories behind how they wrote the songs, you know, um, Mia, right. you know, dear prudence is about Mia Farrow's sister, you know, wanting them to come out while they were during that transcendental meditation, you know, she wouldn't come out to play, you know? So, it's just like it's so cool. There's right? a whole culture so behind cool. it. It is the it's so cool. To, the 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 story behind yeah. the story, the story behind the songs, you know, that you grew up with or that you loved, you know. Right, Rowdy. Thank you so much for coming on. I I really appreciate your time. Yeah, it, it was such an honor to be able to speak with you. I mean, you're one of my heroes. You're one of my siblings' heroes. Who they they used to uh, race in really? swimming competitively in high school and college. Oh, cool. Awesome, buddy. Well, yeah, we'll have to reconnect again. Oh, for sure. All right, brother. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Here, There, and Everywhere podcast. If you like the show, be sure to rate it, leave a review, follow us on Twitter at Beatles Earth so you don't miss any updates. Follow us on Instagram. We just started that at Beatles Earth. Follow Rowdy at Rowdy Gaines on Twitter. And as always, I will see you next week. Thank you for your support.